We thank God for tonight as well. A beautiful night that we can gather in the presence of the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much that it is you who established that we should come together and steady to show ourselves approved to you. Come that you may teach and guide us. And so tonight we thank you for our gathering before you. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you will not let your word fall to the ground, the ground, but to fall into our hearts. And that what you will speak to us, Lord, let it grow. Let it rise up as a well of water in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, one thing that I beg you for is that none of us will be a hearer of your word only. But as we hear, may it impart upon our lives that when we live here, we shall become doers of your word. You have written to us, and we are ready to hear and to do according to your word. Therefore, thank you for utterance. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, all right. This is the seventh letter to the churches. I don't know about you, but it is my honest desire that every one of us will catch the revelation of these things that were written to the churches because the truth of the matter is that they are the true reflection of the church of Jesus Christ on earth now. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> and so, this last one that we come into hear from God about, which is a letter to the Laodicean Christians, is something that I pray you will never forget. Last week we heard about the sixth one, which had to do with that church that were classified as a faithful church. And the reason is that they kept the word of God. Praise the Lord. I pray that you will keep the word of God. I pray that all of us will keep the word of God. Amen. And so tonight, we're going to have a look at the lukewarm church. And I honestly, I prayed about this matter, and some of the things the Lord said to me were quite frightening concerning the lukewarm church. So I pray that with this short time that I have, we would have meaning to it and live accordingly. I saw in this church, us. You are either hot by being spiritual or you are cold by being carnal, flesh, fleshly. Praise the Lord. Let's go into the scriptures. Revelations chapter 3, verse number 14. 
I'll do a quick reading from that. And then we will proceed. All right. The Bible says in the book of Revelations chapter 3 verse 14. And to the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things says Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have no need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and, your, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Somebody shout a big amen. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Verse 22 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. May the Spirit of God give an ear to us as we hear in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you see very significant things that have been mentioned in the scripture as to the, the qualifications and as to the position of Jesus, it cannot be disputed um, when he was identifying himself as the creation and when he was identifying himself as the faithful truth. I mean, these things cannot be. Now, guys, I don't know what is happening, but I think that we are backsliding because there's nobody to control the board. Let's do something. I've been watching for some weeks now. May you all repent in Jesus' name. Those who don't come, okay. The one I'm looking for has come. Praise the Lord. So you take me back and let me share a few things. See, Jesus, and if you don't know, I know you know, but let it continually be fresh in your heart. Jesus was there in the curation. Now the Bible says that to the angel of the church of Laodiceans, write, these things says amen. Amen is so shall it be. Whatever Jesus has said is forever. Hallelujah. And concerning even what he's saying to us is what shall come to pass. So when he says that his name is amen, you have to listen to him. 
And he is also the faithful one who is telling us every truth that we need to know tonight. So he is faithful and true witness. The beginning of creation of God. Jesus was there right from the beginning. And he was part of creation. He created us together with the Father. So let's not underestimate and let's not think that, well, Jesus, in fact, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. And so in the verse number 15, now he, something very important in all the letters that we have heard, it has been read to us and taught to us. It looks like this is one of the pronouncements that runs through. I know your works. This is to tell you that everybody who is sitting here tonight is known by the Lord. And so we haven't come tonight to talk about strange things and, and, and teach strange things that, con, that does not concern you. Everything that we are talking about or God is talking about to us concerns your life, concerns my life. Hallelujah. So we are not in the lecture hall to go and chew and pour. We are here to hear and to understand. So he says, I know your works. And if he said to those people, then he's saying to us that he knows our works. And the serious thing about this matter is that this particular church, which could be ours as well, it could be. He says, I know that you are neither cold, you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. It is a matter that troubled me. Let me tell you, brethren, human beings, don't, don't worry when somebody is in between. Praise the Lord. Human beings are comfortable as long as you come to church every day. As long as you, you pay your tithe, you give your offering, you sing, you pray, human beings are okay with you. But may I tell us all tonight, including myself, God is never okay when in the eyes of people it looks like you are playing the game as a Christian should do. Hallelujah. And so for me, this letter is so critical that we should allow it to examine us. And let each one of us be able to judge him himself to know whether he is really in between. Hot or cold. Now, the word hot or cold was one of the main things that was really of much concern to me. Because it, 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 it describes and establishes exactly what the individual is. Hallelujah. You are, and, and let me tell us all, including myself, as we are sitting here right now, God knows every one of us who is very hot for Him. Now, when we say cold, what does that mean? You have all held ice blocks before. True or false? You know what is ice block? Ice block or hot water in a cup and a very, very cold water in a cup are not the same. 
So when the Bible says that you are neither cold or hot, how can a person become hot? How can the food be hot unless it has been put on the fire? And it has cooked. So a child of God, if you have not been cooked by the word of God, we have a case. Praise the Lord. And those of us who have settled on the cold, you don't have a problem. Actually, it's a choice. But God said he is not bothered about your being hot or your being cold. He is rather bothered about you are not in the left, you are not in the right. And when God began to talk to my own life about that position, I was worried. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you are neither. The word there is neither. And then he said, I could wish. I would have loved it. I would have been very happy if only you were at this side or at that side. When I was interacting with the Holy Spirit, this is one of the things that he said. He said, many, many of my children love this position. Then I said, I no wonder that you put it last minute. Because everybody wants the last minute answer. I pray tonight that we will choose where to stand in the name of Jesus. Listen, brother, sister, let me tell you. When you are lukewarm, you will be accepted by men. I will tell you. When you are lukewarm, you will be accepted by men. Men will never reject you. In fact, even the world fighting against Christianity, they are not happy when we become, when we are classified as fanatics. In other words, at the extreme. But may I tell you that if you watch the life of Jesus Christ, he was at the extreme. He never compromised. Praise the Lord. So being hot is a good thing. It burns when you put food on the fire and it cooks it. It burns every gems out. The gems cannot prevail at all in the hot. But what is it that makes people lukewarm? It's what we are going to look into it. Praise ye the Lord. That's the concern that I can sense the Spirit of God is raising for us tonight. In the next verse, 16, the Bible says, So then, listen to this, So then, because you are lukewarm, so then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. It presupposes that when you entered by salvation and by receiving of the Lord Jesus, or let me put it this way, when you entered by receiving, you entered into Him. Are you listening? You are in Him. But He is going to throw you out of Him because you did not keep to the consistency of the heat. So here he's talking about 
I don't like that. I prefer that you would not have even come to be made hot. I prefer that you wouldn't have made a step. But having made a step, and this is what makes it very critical and serious. Having made the step to say you will walk with Jesus Christ. And had come to the point where you are not going forward, you are not going backwards, but you are in the middle. God says that I'm throwing you out of my mouth. And for me, it's serious. Now, as I said, let's look at what is making many people cold. And what is making many people look warm. The answer is found in the next verse. Verse 17. Would you like to read it on the board for us, please? Every one of you. One, two. It's only the last washing ahead, but it's okay. Hallelujah. He said. You see, when, when, when he had mentioned that you are lukewarm, because you are not hot, you are not cold, then he says, because you say I am rich and have become wealthy. Dear brother, dear sister, many believers have gone back after they have been blessed by God in the faith and they have received something they are not able to come to the point of saying that this is a blessing which I thank you for but this is not going to control my life praise the Lord so in the verse 17 God is explaining what has made many people become lukewarm. Because you say, I am rich. And today, hundreds of people are saying the grace of God because of the blessings that have come upon their lives. Through of us. And that the walking with God and commitment to serious things as seeking him, making him their treasure, is not there anymore. And if you, if you allow the Spirit of God to open your eyes, you will see that, in fact, even our lives, we have to arrange it in such a way that Christianity can be very nice to play it. I can tell you, in fact, even prayer, if you don't find a way to let it become some way for men to be very so-so, they will not pray. We have to find a way to always making something come in there to motivate us. A hot man, whether there is a song or no song, he is hot. Praise the Lord. Now, one of the things that has made many believers, they haven't backslidden. They have not. But they have become 
comfortable in this life. And because of that, honestly, let me tell you, many Christians have said in their hearts, it's not even important to be in church, especially with COVID. We can get the same thing by electronic means. Blessed are you, but I also know that if you study well, you will come across many things that answers everything. Neglect not the fellowship of yourselves together. Because as God's word, stay with that one. Praise the Lord. Many of us have become so rich and have been, have been so taken by many things of this life that unfortunately for us, it has lost or it has caused us to lose the commitment that we ought to have for God, where we are supposed to be making Him first in our lives. And so God was talking to a church that has removed Him from being the Lord of them to the second class position. And for God, second class position never works with Him. Hallelujah. And so tonight I pray that you and I would examine our lives and see where we have placed God. Now he went further to say, because you are rich and have become wealthy, and God himself is confirming that through the faith, things are working for you. And may I say that, thank God, let things work for you. But just receive the grace of God to be able to say, no matter what comes my way, I will not allow it to take the first place of my heart in the name of Jesus. And then you go further to say, and do not know that you are wretched. Unfortunately, when you get to the position of a lukewarmness, may I tell you, you wouldn't even know that you are backsliding. You will thank God for how He has dealt well with you. You will be very excited and be very proud about it. To thinking that godliness is great gain. One time I had someone say to me, Why do you sometimes preach as if riches is not good? And I said, it is because you do not listen to what I say. You are misinterpreting the thing. But if your riches is going to let you lose your stand with God, then you have a big case. If only you can control what God has given to you and it has no bearing on you, blessed are you. Hallelujah. That's what I said to the individual. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Maybe you may think I'm speaking very strange. I want to quickly let us step off this portion and then we'll come back, Nana. Take me to Luke chapter 12, verse number 13. I'll just do a little reading there. Luke 12, verse number 13. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, 
Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, both of them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. And he spoke a parable then, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully, and thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my bands and build greater, and there I will store all my crops. Uh, there I will store, thank you for bringing it up. There I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say, listen to this, and I will say to my soul, So, you have many goods laid for many years. Take your ease, like we are taking our ease. Take your ease. You know, I've said some things to myself personally. I am not going to behave like an old man. I won't. Because I have learned that 85 year old man could say that I am as strong as 40 years. Because of that I will work. Praise the Lord. Take your ease. Eat, drink and marry. But God said to him, fool, tonight your soul will be required of you. Then you will... Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Continue. So he, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Praise the Lord. Now, when there is an exchange, listen carefully. When there is an exchange of the position of God in a person, for other things, he has become lukewarm. You see, this man, the, the, the lukewarm man is the man who does not reverence God, even in his riches or in good state. Let me put it this way, in the good state, God is really not the matter. He gives little portions to God. That is a lukewarm man. And that you and I can never tell him in his face that he's not a Christian. Because you see, this man, one of the things that went against him was he had done very well naturally. And he was speaking to himself minus God. So when God came back, he spoke to him to say the uncertain riches that you have relied upon, they will not help you. Praise the Lord. And so when God begins to talk about people who are lukewarm, those are the people who have allowed everything else to have taken over their lives. And therefore, God is not the one in the driver's seat. I pray that God will continually be in the driver's seat of your life. 
Hallelujah. A person who God is the one in the driver's seat is that type who is hot. The word of God has effect on him. He will not take up any stand without the permission of the word of God or justification by the word of God. A person who resorts to my own ideas and my own thoughts, you are, you are classified as a lukewarm person. Continually, brethren, we have to let God take the lead and we follow. Hallelujah. When we came to this, as I was reflecting, when God said, I would have loved that you were either hot or cold, I began to ask, what makes people become lukewarm then? It is things that we get. You know, let me tell you, majority of believers, the way they started their walk with God, and this is where you will see the thing. Some started very, very solid. Some started very committed. Everything that had to do with their lives until the green light of the word of God has permitted them is not possible. But as they walked along and as they began experiencing certain goodies of life, they decided to allow those goodies to come in they, have, they are not fully backsliding. But let us play the two along. Those are the people that God classifies as lukewarm. And Laodicean church fell itself. And when I heard a voice of the Spirit of God clearly say, many people love this state. And so be careful because it's very subtle. It can come in. You are not backsliding. You are not backsliding that everybody else will say you are backsliding. But truly, 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 you are not boiling for God to get the hotness to do what He wants to do. And like I said, I believe strongly that if every one of us would examine ourselves, We will be a judge of our own lives. Hallelujah. There would always be the conflict. There would always be, I want to tell you brethren, there would always be the conflict. Even when good things are coming your way, I want to let you know those very good things can come back and serve as a hindrance to undermine your progress in the things of God. Except the cheap people will say something like this. Except to say, Obama we near that hall. No one who knew maybe. No one to me a catcher on who said, Even when it is good, I just pray. Listen, brethren, look warm. Look warm. Lukewarm is something that is not easily identified. That's why when the Lord was talking, He was so clear. He said, they say they are rich. 
They don't need anything. But they are miserable. So in the, in, in the richness state of theirs, which was seeming as a blessing of the Lord, it had only taken them to such an extent that they don't even see that they are backsliding. That's how lukewarm is. Lukewarm is not something, you know, you are not completely off. Somebody will say, this sister is backsliding. This brother is backsliding. Let's go and wait. No, 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 no. Lukewarm is not like that. I was talking to someone. And he said something. He said, you know, I know within myself that I'm very far away from God. However, I am able to lead my church and pray every prayer and do like anybody else and make people very happy. But I'm the only one who knows that I'm not all together. When he said that, I said, blessed are you. Or at least knowing it. When Saul backslided, he didn't know he had backslidden. He didn't know. When Saul got to the point where God had already written him off, he was still king for a long time. When someone even pronounced certain things to him in the chamber, that he needed to be humble and to cry to God, what Paul saw did was that, please, don't do that. Just honor me. Let's come out so that everybody else will still know that I'm walking with you. That's how lukewarm is. Praise the Lord. Lukewarm will still let you sacrifice. Will still let you do everything. He was so comfortable. I mean, he said, I beg you, don't leave me here. Let the people recognize that I am still Saul, who the God is dealing with. And so, in fact, if you can even walk with me, and may I say that many believers, if they can find themselves in a certain cycle, they think that everything is well. Tonight I pray in the name of Jesus that you may hear the voice of God. Because lukewarm is a dangerous state. It's a state that will not let you know how you are faring in the spirit. It will not. It will not. You can be giving testimonies about the goodness of the Lord. Actually, hmm. so I pray that tonight, this last message of the seven churches, we will humbly look at it carefully and let God bring the reflection. This whole thing, my worry is the fact that God doesn't like it, one. Two, when you are in that state, you never know. That's the thing about lukewarm. Because it's as if it's hot and it's cold. You will never know. And that's more dangerous than if it was a cold water. You know, you can use cold water for anything you want. You can also use hot water for what? No. You can use cold water for the things you want to use cold for. You can use hot hot water for the things you want to use hot water for. But God says, to be lukewarm is not good. 
that one he will not accept it. Let me just bring on this truth. It is much easier. Take note of this. It is much easier to become lukewarm. If you don't know it, I want to tell you today. It is very, very easy to be lukewarm than to be hot. Because lukewarm doesn't let the system of the world affect you much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The world accepts lukewarmness. And so my plead is that choose where you stand. But of course in our case, you just have to choose to be hot. Allow the word of God to cook you so that the fragrance will ooze out and people will smell you and the heavens will smell you and approve you. Amen. To be hot is to be put on the fire. And what does that mean? To have self-denial. To be hot is to not to love yourself as far as God is concerned. To be hot is to be determined to walk in the truth. And as I was looking at it, I, I saw that it happened to almost everybody. You know, church can progress so much that church can lose the hotness of it and settle in the lukewarm nature. Hallelujah. Did you get it? Church can lose its hotness and can be found in the state of lukewarm. You know what the apostles has happened to them? Let's go quickly to Acts chapter, chapter 6. And I love it very much. You see, these people were preaching everywhere. I mean, and things were happening. Increase in numbers and everything. And provision, from verse 1 please. Provision has been made. The church was not poor. People were giving and they came in with less help. The, the elderly folks by cooking and giving them something to eat. And all of them, let me quickly read it. So you begin to see. Now, now your screen has changed, but I will still. Now, in those days, when the number of the disciples were multiplying, listen to this. When they were multiplying, there arose complaints against the Hebrews by the Hellenistics, Hellenistics because of the widow, because of the widows who were neglected in the daily distribution. Now, the, the church has got to the point where food distribution has come. Let's take care of the poor. Let's do this. Good service. Correct? Good service. Now in those days, no, continue. Then the twelve, listen to this. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, yeah? It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Let me tell you, a person who wants to be hot will never leave the word of God will never leave prayer. You will come across it. It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. As much as we were doing service to brethren. Uh Uh-huh. Continue. Therefore, brethren, 
Therefore, brethren, seek out from amongst you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Is it frozen? Uh But we will give ourselves how many times? How many times? A person who does not want to become lukewarm will continually praying and the ministration of the word. Amen. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. <clears throat> and saints pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen and the rest. Let me just stay on the verse number 4. Let me tell you something. They saw that they were getting into the lukewarm line. And they said, that's not what we have been called for. Let's pull back. But let me tell you, you will say that, oh, when they chose people, it was also okay. Did you notice that they chose men full of the Holy Ghost? And even those people too, before they could start serving, God said, that's not for you too. Have you observed it? Even for those people who were chosen in their place to take care of the daily distribution, the Bible said there was a scatter against the church. And one of them was killed. Another one also, he ended up in Samaria when he was supposed to be serving food. And what did he do? Well, I knew only Jesus and I must preach Jesus. Let me tell you, a person that is not a lukewarm Jesus is still firing in his heart, and Jesus is on his lips, witnessing, living right, is part of his life. That is a person who is not lukewarm. And look at the church of Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Your amen didn't come. I understand you are listening. A person that is not lukewarm, forever, his heart and mind... It's on things above. It's on things that makes God happy. Today, the church of Jesus had gotten to the point we are, and, and brethren, please, please. You see, we are so comfortable in, 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 in I don't know how to express that. Just No. That's why the Spirit of God, when He said, many people love the state of lukewarm more than being hot. I fully agreed. Tonight I pray that you will be hot in the name of Jesus. I pray that I will be hot for Jesus Christ. There are many of us, probably tonight the Lord is declaring that look at yourself. If it is not the grace of God for you to understand this message, you will still think that I'm born again and there is hope that I will make it. God will spew every man out. In other words, no man who is a lukewarm will be able to gain entrance to heaven. Spewing it out means you will not be able to gain entrance. And I pray that we will allow ourselves before the presence of the Holy Spirit to ask ourselves few questions. What is my state? Please, don't allow nothing to let this question ever be thrown aside. 
really, really, how am I doing? Lord, how, what's, in fact, possibly tell the Lord. Praise the Lord. One of the things that I observe, you see, I'm banking on what the Lord himself said. We are proud in saying we are rich. We don't need anything. Many things that we get into our lives that we do not control them and those things control us, it brings us into the state of lukewarm. Many, many things. I wish that people would begin to cry when the Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Praise God. So, but I wish many people would cry in the chamber and say, Lord, I don't seem to become fruitful because my work is now tying me down. I'm, I'm not able to pray. I'm not able to study. I'm not able to witness. I am actually not doing anything, Lord. I wish many people would do that. I remember, and I've said it to you before, many years ago, I mean, in, in coming out of poverty, and I got a good job, the only thing I saw was that the job was bringing me a lot of money, but it was stealing the little time that I could get to be with the brethren and also to do what I had to do as a child of God. And I remember that one time I was sitting in my little room there with all what I have gotten from money, money. As I sat down there, I looked at that and I cried. I said, Lord, you know now I'm blessed. But I'm not happy because now I'm not able to be with the fellowship. I'm not able to go for outreach. I'm not able to do this. Please deliver me from that. You know, I took it so serious that the heavens turned that thing around and I was made free. Hallelujah. If, you are, if your eye is not open, let me tell you something. You'll be occupied. What did the Egyptian chief or king told the people? It is because they are free. That's why they are talking to say they want to go and serve God. Load on them more work. And I know that in the day in which I live, I can tell you that this kind of sermon that I'm preaching, I'm very unpopular. But the truth is that I'm not saying something can be done about it if you go before the Lord and say, Lord, things are coming down strong on me. Help me out. I don't love my state because it's making me become lukewarm. He will help you out. Praise the Lord. They said, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministration of the word of God. Can I ask you a question? Can you just humbly, Lord, what use am I? Just a simple question. What use am I in your hands? After many years in my walk with you, how profitable am I, Lord? Or am I just coming and going and really, what impact am I making? What is the heavens looking at me for? And I believe that if we will be very sincere, ask, you'll be given. If we will be very sincere, God will tell each one of us the state of our affairs. And that can help us. If we become very confident that I'm not doing bad at all, I'm fine. 
I don't think that we'll be able to see top. I pray in the name of Jesus that we'll come to that understanding. Hallelujah. We're coming to a close. And I'd like to say that it is important that we allow God. Though God may have blessed you, do not let that get to control your life. Don't let that be your defense systems. I'm okay like the man in Luke chapter 12. I don't really need anything. I want to tell you, you need something because the truth is that with all what you have acquired, it can just be one wind blow. And God, that you and I have experienced something that, as I keep reminding myself, COVID-19 is one of the things that every believer should see it as a sign on the wall. Even if you wanted to, if you came for holidays from abroad for two weeks and the thing happened, you, there was no way you could have come back. With your American passport, you would still stay here. Even if you were booked for hospital appointment, you would still stay here. Even if you were to go and sign for a certain ship to move, you are still here. So it is to tell you that nothing in this life that we give our hearts to has value. Therefore, it's better to make God our treasure and our value. Praise the Lord. And don't be lukewarm. Brethren, if you will permit me as we come to a close, I want to tell you that lukewarmness, one of the first things that it does is that things that you get by the grace of God, if you are unable to handle it carefully, that is what will bring you into lukewarmness. Blessings of God that he himself adds no sorrow to it, the same Satan can take it and let it, be, and let it cause you to become lukewarm. Let me read First Timothy, First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. This scripture has been read a couple of times in this House. It says that command those who are rich. Listen to this. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. As soon as anything comes to erode the fellowship and the commitment and the reverence to God, know that you are becoming lukewarm. Many people have become rich and they don't respect God anymore. Many people have become wealthy in a way, natural life, and God is not God for them. But they haven't denied God. Take note. They haven't denied God. And that's why the Bible says that we should command those people. So if I were to command you tonight, let nothing be so greater in your life than God. It is a good thing. Hallelujah. Who gives, let me just read a scripture complete. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, 
not trusting on certain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. To enjoy, but not to control you. The next one, 18, says that, let them do good. If you want to be somebody who is not a lukewarm person, what you are getting, let it be a blessing to those who lack. Hallelujah. And don't let it boost your ego up and to think that you are better a person than them. That they may be rich in good works, ready to give willingly to share. And the verse 19 says, storing for up for you for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Amen. You can turn the blessing of God that come to you even to add up something to your life than to let it sit to control you and to let you become lukewarm. Your church services, your commitment to Christian services, your love for others to be saved, for your, your commitment to anything godly to promote it is not there. Brother, then you are in a very bad standing. Shall we stand to our feet for a moment? I'm not so sure. But what I'm sure about is that every one of us heard it. So I will not make it general. In a minute, whatever you heard, if, it is, if God was so gracious to you that you could see that you are in the middle of becoming a lukewarm person, would you please ask the Lord? Please, I repent. I could, I could see this. I could, Lord, I can... I could hear your voice clearly to me that I'm not what I used to be. One brother said, I, I stand in the presence of God and I'm leading and I'm guiding everybody. And I can tell you, Pastor Dennis, I know that I'm far from God. And yes, I'm doing the things that is showing that indeed I'm praying. We want to talk to the Lord briefly. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> you know the heart of all of us. You are so clear in the word of God when you said you will vomit anyone out who has become lukewarm. You don't take delight in lukewarmness. You take delight in hot. Lord, tonight you know every one of us. There was no way we could have come to you and rather reflect on it as if you are talking to somebody else. This is your pen down to the churches upon whom the end of day, uh, the end of the time has come upon. Lord, and I know that this particular message has so much to do with us. We repent of every lukewarm attitude. We repent of having taken the grace of God for granted. We repent of even in the midst of our poverty, still not looking up to you. We repent of in the midst of plenty, allowing it to control us. Lord, you don't like lukewarm. Tonight I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will bring us to the understanding of being hot. Therefore, Lord, cook us by your word. Cook us by your spirit. Please, don't let us become blind. 
Don't let us become miserable and wretched, oh God. Tonight I beg you in the name of Jesus, for myself and for my brethren, any of us who is standing in the middle of hot and cold, and we don't know it, Holy Spirit of God, we plead, bring us to the awareness of it in the name of Jesus, that we may not be too confident in ourselves that we don't need anything because we are fine. Cause this revelation to dawn on our lives. And teach us, O oh God, so that we may not take you for granted. Lord, this morning you said to me, you said many of your children love the state of lukewarm. I beg you in the name of Jesus. If we have entertained lukewarmness, unaware, Tonight, break that shield in the name of Jesus. So that, Lord, we will come to the understanding that I'm not standing well, each one of us, that we may make advances towards the hottest of places. Please, Lord, don't let this word fall to the ground, but let it accomplish the reason of your sending it forth. Thank you. For bringing our attention once again, Lord, to the seven churches that you wrote to, which we are part. It was only one of them that you commended. And your commendation went for the fact that they were committed to your word. I pray tonight every one of us will be committed to your truth and be obedient to your word. This is what we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.